The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, hey, it's a great day. Can you believe we've been through how many steps of forgiveness? It takes us some time. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you are listening to Simply for Women. It's a good day to be together. We want to constantly challenge one another, don't we, spiritually, to keep going, to keep growing, and to keep finding new ways that God wants to speak to us. God wants to help us so that we can live free. We want to live free and happy and joy-filled lives. God doesn't want us to be burdened down or feeling under pressure all the time. Uh, The weight of the world on our shoulders. No, no, no. He didn't send his only son to the cross so that we could live depressed and defeated and scared all the time or worried or upset about what someone's done to us or what we've done to them. He wants us to walk in forgiveness. So today we're wrapping it up. If you have missed, we've been through 12 steps to forgiveness because it's not a quick, easy process. It takes time to truly forgive and to forgive from the heart is a process. So I've been walking you through that process. And today we're going to do step 10, 11, and 12. And so step number 10 is to expect positive results of forgiveness in you. That's right. That's why we're doing this. That's why you're going to go back if today's your first day and listen to this because you want the positive results of forgiveness in you. And you want to live a life every day where you're forgiven, you are forgiven and you are forgiving. And as I told you all along, cleaning out your walk-in closet It's a big project, but once you've got it cleaned up and once you have it organized, you just have to maintain it. And that's how it is with forgiveness. We go in, we pull everything out, we dig through everything, we make our piles, the return pile, the giveaway pile, the trash pile. We do all of that and then we put the closet back together and we try to maintain it. And that's one of the things God wants us to live a life where forgiveness is just part of our lives. So Once you've dug out the past, it doesn't mean no one's ever going to hurt you again, does it? Somebody's going to hurt you again. Somebody's going to be rude or say something they shouldn't say. So that's why we forgive. We forgive the big things, and then we forgive the hard things. And we also, we walk in forgiveness with the tiny little things. So in time, these positive results of forgiveness, this is step 10, in time, you're going to be able to think about the people that you have forgiven The people who offended you without feeling hurt, without feeling anger, and without feeling resentment. You will even be able to be with them without reacting negatively. Wow. That's kind of hard to imagine. If you can't imagine that, maybe you haven't forgiven them. Maybe you haven't fully forgiven them. Wow. you, You have to be able to be with them. Now, now we talked about this, too, on the previous episode. Some people may be in jail. <laughs> Some people, maybe you're not ever having Thanksgiving dinner with them again, and that's why you had to forgive them. But some people, in time, now time 
does not heal all wounds. That's a myth. Forgiveness is not forgetting. That's a myth. But in time, sometimes, once you've fully forgiven and walked these steps out, you will have the positive feelings. You're going to not feel the hurt. The feelings follow the choice of forgiveness. The feelings follow. Number 11, you're going to thank God for the lessons that you learned and the maturity that you gained as a result of the offenses and as a result of your decision to forgive. So there's so many benefits that come to you when you forgive. I want to read you Romans 8, 28 to 29. It says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose for those God foreknew He also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. Wow. It's, it is a high calling, isn't it? To live a life that honors God, that forgives others, that forgives the hurts of our past. But once we do, we can thank God. (laughs) That's what mature believers do. And so if you're still holding bitterness and resentment and unforgiveness against the people of your past, it's a step of maturity. This is a place of maturity. Mature believers live in forgiveness. They live out forgiveness. And whether it's the small things every day, your coworker that just irritated you, your, your boss that said something they shouldn't have, maybe it's your sister or your brother, you have to keep those things current. You have to keep those things out of your heart so that you can stay in relationship with them. So, yeah, sometimes it's the small things, but... Sometimes it's the really big things, and that's why it took us 12 steps to get here, right? So number 12, we have to be sure to accept our part of the blame for the offenses suffered. Oh, you mean maybe I did something wrong? (laughs) Yeah, I told you about my cousin Allison's wedding that I missed. Well, I had to take my part of the blame. So confess your failures to God and to others. 1 John 1, 9 says if we forgive If we confess our sins, he is faithful to forgive our sins. And then in Matthew 5, 23, if somebody has something against you, you might need to go to that person. Wow. I'm going to read you that verse. It's Matthew 5, 23. It says, if you're offering a gift at the altar and you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, leave your gift at the altar and first go and be reconciled to them and then come and offer your gift. Settle matters quickly with your adversary who is taking you to court. <laughs> wow. So we want to forgive quickly. If someone is holding something against you, take a friend and go and say, I'm so sorry. I, would you please forgive me? Sometimes we have to accept our part of the wrong. Sometimes we have to forgive ourselves. And then sometimes we even have to forgive God because we're mad at God that all of this happened. The hurts are real and the hurts are deep. And that's why I want you to walk through the 12 steps to forgiveness. I'm going to go back to the beginning and quickly recap all 12 steps. So in case you missed it, the first one is you're going to write on a piece of paper the offenses of those that have offended you and the names of the people. And we talked about, wow, these offenses are deep. And sometimes it's rejection. Sometimes it's deprivation of love, injustice, unfairness, verbal, sexual, emotional abuse, betrayal, neglect, physical abuse. Those are huge. And it takes time. 
It takes time to do step number one. And remember, it's those that are closest to you that have the power to hurt you the most. It's your father. It's your mother. They could even be dead, the person that you're forgiving. It, it could be your own kids. It could be God. God didn't do anything wrong. God is holy and perfect. But we hold expectations against God. We, we get mad at God. And you can tell him. He can handle it. Tell him why you're mad at him. Tell him what you're upset with him about. And sometimes we have to let him, we have to forgive him and let those feelings go. Release God from your expectation that you had. So, and then we have to forgive ourselves. Maybe there's a weakness that you have to forgive yourself. And God already, he already forgot. He already forgave. He already forgot. Says he throws our sins in the bottom of the sea. Isn't that good news? He's already forgiven you, but you just got to go back and forgive yourself. We're so hard on ourselves. So step number two, face the hurt and the hate. I love this step. It's great. You get to be honest. You get to be brutally honest with what the hell you walked through. And that's the truth, isn't it? You've been through it. And in step number two, you're laying it all out there. You're going to write it all down. You're going to tell that trusted friend every last gory detail. Then you're going to tell it to God. Unless if you, if you bypass the feeling of step number two, then you bypass the possibility of forgiveness. So I love step number two. You're going to tell all the feelings. If it made you feel hate, that's okay. Step number two, you get permission to say anything you want. This is between you and God. And once you've done that, you can begin to move forward to the other steps. Step three, acknowledge the significance of the cross. It's because of the cross that forgiveness is legally right. It's morally right. Because Jesus on the cross, he took all of your sins, everything you've ever, ever, ever done wrong, anything. He took it and he said, I forgive you. What do you say on the cross? He said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Jesus even had to forgive on the cross, didn't he? So he forgives us and he gives us the right to forgive others because he paid the price. So that's step number three. Step number uh, four is decide. This is the hardest step. I, I hate to tell you. Decide that you will bear the burden of each person's sin that you forgive. You know, if somebody Okay, let's just say they say, I'm going to borrow $1,000 and I'll pay you back in three months. So you give them $1,000, three months later, you haven't seen a penny of it, not a dime. And if you choose and you decide to forgive them, you you don't have your 1000 bucks, do you? You're bearing the burden of that. You don't have your McDonald money. You don't have your gas money. You may not have your rent money because you gave it to them. Now, okay, you decide to forgive them. That's great. But that doesn't mean that you're going to loan them another $1,000, right? No, they don't get another $1,000. But at some point, you have to forgive them. All right, step five, you have to decide. It's a crisis of the will. This is not about feelings. This is a decision because God tells us we forgive because he forgave us. We show mercy because he shows us mercy. Number six, you're taking that list to God. It's specific. It's the people. It's the offenses. Number seven, you destroy it. Ha! That was so good. I love that episode. We talked about you might shred it. You might burn it. You might bury it in a coffee can in your backyard. Number eight. Oh, this one. Don't expect that it's going to result in a major change in that person. Mm-mm. They may never change. 
They may go to the grave never changing, but instead pray for them. Number nine, try to understand the people you're forgiven. They're victims also. We can have a little compassion, you guys. Number 10, the positive results. That's what we talked about today. You're going to have positive results. I want you to walk free. And number 11, thank God. (laughs) You're maturing. You're growing. You're spiritually getting stronger. And number 12, be sure to accept you're part of the blame. Oops, maybe there was something you need to be forgiven for too. Oh, it's all good, isn't it? 12 steps to forgiveness. And you can get those at jennifer-jackson.org. That's right, jennifer-jackson.org. Go there and get your copy of the 12 steps to forgiveness because it's a process. You can't do it in a day, but it's wonderful. It's worth it, you all. It is so good. Well, you are listening to Simply for Women. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and the interview coming up, oh, my goodness, you don't want to miss it. 